This is 6035 Media. Working at the Colorado Springs Independent was more than a job. There was passion and purpose. Tales from past editors and publishers, next. In 1992, Colorado Springs was a one-newspaper town. Over the next 30 years, the Colorado Springs Independent was conceived, launched, and grew from a fledgling alt-weekly into seven newspapers, a vital community treasure, and the biggest independent news source in Southern Colorado. This podcast series shares the history and honors what the Indy has done for its community. It will also provide a glimpse of the future of this news organization as 6035 Media. These conversations were recorded during a live-streamed celebratory event on December 16, 2022. We called it Indefinity. In this episode, we hear from some past editors and publishers. In the studio with us today, we have Ralph Routen, who uh, was at the Gazette for 24 years. Shame on you. <laughs> and then executive editor of the Indy in 2006, uh, added the Colorado Springs Business Journal in 2012, added the Pikes Peak Bulletin in 2014, and then finally, that made you tired, so you became executive editor emeritus in 2017. Do I have those dates about right, Ralph? Very good. Yeah. And uh, right next to Ralph, we've got Matthew Schnipper, who is still with The Independent, but Matthew, you were editor here at the Indy uh, 2016 to 2019. That's right. But you've had various other Indy roles actually since 2004. Correct. And now you're having lots of fun as the food, drink editor and uh, critic. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And a a podcaster extraordinaire hosted uh, State of Plate, which is a great five-part series about the state of the food and drink business in Colorado Springs today. Which you produced, which is great. Thank you. That was fun. (laughs) And then we've got this uh, this great dynamic duo I like to think of you as because I can remember coming to uh, to the executive suite and seeing both of you in the <laughs> in the same meeting or hearing. <laughs> yeah, it's more like two. it. Everybody yep. heard everybody. Yes. Carrie Simison, you were indie publisher 2015 to 2019, general manager, associate publisher 2005 to 2015. Wow, and. Uh, Production manager at the Indy, 1998 to 2005. You grew up here. I absolutely 100% grew up here. Just as grown up as I am. <laughs> and then uh, Jen Ferda, publisher of the Colorado Springs Business Journal, 2012 to 2017. And you are now director of partnerships and government affairs at UCCS. Yes. Carrie, I should mention that you are now director of marketing and communications for the downtown partnership. Yeah, right? it's a Great gig. So the community hasn't lost you, but uh, even if we lost you from this building. So I'm going to shut up and let you guys carry most of the conversation and share what you think is important. What what do you want to share with uh, people of this community about your time here, uh, what you think is special about the independent and its history and what you hope for the future? You know, this is going to go in the archives. You know, we're documenting history, so make it count. You go first, Ralph. Yeah. Why me? I think chronologically it has to be Carrie. Oh, that's true. Because she goes back into the 90s. I don't even remember those days. No. That's because um, you were seven when you started. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was wild. We were over on Pikes Peak Avenue at that time in the Independence Building. And when you talk about what you kind of always thought an alternative newspaper was, I mean, it was that. 
the carpet was pulling up everywhere. We had the IT closet that we called the great octopus in the sky. Like if you walked in and you needed to solve something, you basically just plugged in a new cord because there, it was fly by the seat of our pants. It was scotch taping stuff together. Um, and this was so pre-technology. I mean, the first years I was there... We were printing out pages. We were cutting Rubylith. We were driving it down to Pueblo, which is where we were printing at the time. And we really took it from then into the digital age. And we were one of the first clients, I think, at the Pueblo Chieftain that actually went direct, filed a plate um, and filed a press. And we really kind of felt that cutting edge of technology. And then we started a website. <laughs> I mean, this then. is... This is, yeah, I predate websites at, at this newspaper, so it's a little bit wild. Hmm. What year did you start the website? Do you remember? Oh, it was still when we were over in that building, but the original website doesn't exist anymore except in, what's that thing on the end, the Wayback Machine when you can grab those pages? <laughs> it was this awful kind of pale beige peach. We had a great webmaster, which no one knew what it was. You kind of thought it was a made-up name at the time, but I started in 98 here, so couple years after that i would say yeah hmm. that's awesome matthew would be next then right okay i'll do this quick i was waiting tables at Sencha when Catherine eastburn the paper's co-founder kind of plucked me out of there and i started freelancing for two years got here made my first mistake and got called into care to get's office for the, the lecture <laughs> about three words accuracy 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 <laughs> i've lived by those words ever since started more in like the arts and entertainment realm as a section editor at some point and Started picking up food, though, in 2006 or seven, I think. So I've been doing that about 16 years. It's because you needed someone to pay for your meals because we didn't pay much back <laughs> Right, <then>. right. <laughs> I think I've known Carrie long enough for about 15 awesome haircuts and hair colors. <laughs> Lots of great memories with Ralph, just a phenomenal editor. Ferdo and I once robbed a bank during a lunch break. Do you remember that? Yes. I, oh, my gosh. Great times. That was a long time ago. Yeah. So um, that's sort of my quick arc of how I've been here and what I've been doing. Well, I guess uh, I actually started seeing the Independent from the other side, you know, while spending a long time at the Gazette. And I do think it's worth mentioning because watching how the indie progressed and how from the other side at the Gazette, or which was in the Gazette Telegraph, uh, nobody took it seriously at first. You know, they just said, ah, well, they're trying something and it'll go come and it'll go away. And then it kind of didn't go away, and the story started getting to be really good. The investigative pieces, keeping up with city government, really poking at people. But uh, I also remember with Kara Deguette having a weekly piece that was a column that was uh, all about politics. All of a sudden, within within a couple of years, I can't remember exactly, but I, I do remember how the day that the indie would come out each week, you would see copies of the indie all around the newsroom, not necessarily for display, kind of hidden underneath other stuff. <laughs> but people were reading it and, and, you know, thinking, hmm, you know, this is pretty good and people are talking about this. Uh, and you could see, you know, some respect building there. Uh, at that point, my life was more about sports, so it was not really a competition thing with the independent. But uh, it really that that just continued to to build. Where, yeah, there were still people at the Gazette who didn't want to take it seriously and probably st still don't. <laughs> but uh, 
that was something to watch. And and actually, then fast forward in the summer of 2006, and I had left the Gazette and was still with Freedom Newspapers, working at some other worked in Florida, worked in Texas for a little while, and then I was here visiting, and came by to to visit, and it was. Uh, John said uh, the editor just gave notice, so all of a sudden it was like I said, I think I might be interested uh, in coming back, and one thing led to another. So, Jen, you're next, but I want to mention first a nod to Nick Raven back in the booth there who's directing the video. Thanks, Nick, for doing that. He'll get his turn out here hosting soon enough. Uh, so, Jennifer, were you at the Business Journal before it was acquired? Or? No. No. So my yes, so I'm the the baby at the table, and in typical John fashion, you know, when he kind of considered buying the business journal, I was at the Colorado Springs Chamber of Commerce at the time. Had been there for about 13 years, and John approached me and said, "Listen, you know, I know everything there is about newspapers, but I don't know everything to know about the business community. Would you be interested?" And kind of just like everybody else, it's like, you know, let's have a conversation about it. Uh, And then actually, very fortuitously, kind of the same time I was having conversations with John, uh, the chamber and the EDC merged, and I was very unceremoniously kind of let go (laughs) Uh, because the the next guy that came in, I, I, I wasn't his girl. And John Weiss said, hey, we want you on our team. And so I was able to come over right as they were the independent and John Weiss, you know, and they were turning this into multiple papers and purchased the Colorado Springs Business Journal. And we did do a lot of working together, building relationship, rebuilding, you bringing your contacts and relationships from years into the company. And that I, I just remember I have great memories of how those those few years, things like business leaders trips and things like that. But but uh the credibility that you brought really helped with the business journal is, you know, we had a good staff that was not like building from scratch, no. uh, including Amy. Amy, uh, yep. <laughs> Tom Greenwich, yeah, yeah no, we yeah, have great people. Yeah, uh, on all sides of the of yep. the building. So. This is just so unfair that we have to – I'd like to have you back for an hour at some point. Please <laughs> come back. Why don't we wrap up by – I would like to give each of you a chance to just really quickly say – why you even bothered to come in today? There must be some reason that you uh, were willing to make the trip. I just love seeing these faces. <laughs> you know, we don't always get to catch up. And, um, you know, Carrie said it once, I think, at like an all-staff meeting way back. But we spend more time here working with each other than some of our own, you know, we get with our family and friends back home. And the amount of time we spent in this building together, you know, incredible so we did really build that kind of work family dynamic and we had those you know like the simpsons had the golden years where it was just those were the good <laughs> those were the best episodes i feel like we had a really golden year period where the staff was just incredible and they're doing great work still i just mean we we were staffed up and everyone was awesome and maybe i was just like younger and naive and everything was like really glowy and cute but uh, i had such a great time here and then still am having a good time but um yeah it was awesome then we had so much work to do, but we could see how far we had come too, and it was it was really awesome and life changing to be a part of that with all you guys and the rest of the staff that was here to be able to say here's where we need to go and then be able to watch ourselves get there on behalf of or with everyone you know working towards the same thing. So, and we all shared in that that 
kind of a little thrill every week when the new paper came out, and you know there, there were things in it that were people didn't know what to expect, and were looking forward to it, and it was a responsibility for us. Uh, with the indie, with the business journal, with military all, newspapers, yeah, yeah all yeah. around, all around. I know our next guest is on a tight timetable, so we, we are going to have to wrap. Jen, I'm going to give you the last word. Nope, I'm just happy to honor you know kind of the business journal. They're, I mean, they're the shortest history, and just being able to honor that little part of the independence history, and it, it was good times. Mm-hmm. But this is not the end. No, this is a new beginning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I want to mention Ralph is also on the board of directors of the nonprofit uh, 6035 Media as part of, so he'll be a little easier to reel in and get back in here every now and then. I think, but, <laughs> but I would definitely love to have Jen and Carrie back in, and Matthew. Looking forward to more podcasts from you. In definitely. The future. All right, we'll be back in just a minute with uh, our next segment. Thanks. Support 6035 Media's future delivering truth, building community, and engaging citizens. Donate or become a supporting member at 6035membership.org. Don't miss our entire collection of local podcasts celebrating, informing, and engaging this community. Follow 6035 Podcast Network wherever you get your podcasts. Indefinity is co-produced and co-hosted by Dave Gardner. Nick Raven co-produced, co-hosted, and directed. Kathy Riley and Chloe Brooks-Kissler stage-managed. Thanks to all the staff and community members who pitched in to celebrate 30 years of indie history and the launch of 6035 Media.